0: welcome to journal talk a weekly podcast about journal writing for passion clarity and purpose passion reignite that passion for the things and people you care about most clarity discover who you are and what you really want purpose get to the heart of life's issues to remember your divine
1: purpose
0: and now here's your host of journal talk nathan Oren.
1: Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode number 45 of Journal Talk. This is the podcast that features tips, techniques, and tools to inspire your best journal writing. And today, I'd like to introduce you to someone that is known online as a modern-day mystic, a humanitarian, and a transformation specialist. His name is Emmanuel Dagger, and he has a very unique gift. He puts on these live telechats. Each one has like a meditation and some music, and then he takes calls from listeners who are seeking some spiritual, emotional, or sometimes physical healing. And through the art of a transformative conversation, people experience peace, harmony, and healing right over the telephone, right over the internet. And you'll really need to hear one of these conversations to fully appreciate Emmanuel's style and his gifts. I'll put a link up on the webpage for this episode so that you can hear one of these. They are free, and he does them several times a year. If you've already heard Emmanuel speak, then you'll know he has a very rare ability to connect and engage with people from all nationalities and all walks of life, making whoever he comes in contact with you know, feel like they are connected and kindred spirits that have known each other for a long time. And yet, at the same time, he is very humble, he's very authentic, and he's so committed to his service. He is a young guy, and yet he speaks with such empathy and understanding that it's clear he's one of those you might say is an old soul. He has wisdom far beyond his years. Anytime I meet somebody like this, somebody who's very in touch with himself, very connected to his feelings, where he can eloquently express not only his own thoughts, but he's actually articulating thoughts and feelings for so many other people. When I meet somebody like that, I can't help but to think that this is a person that must be doing some journal writing. He must be. Whenever I heard him speak the first time, I suspected that he must be doing some reflective writing practice. And sure enough, when I contacted Emmanuel and asked him to be on the show, he did tell me that, yes, he had been writing since he was a very young kid, and we'll hear those stories in just a moment. One thing I want to point out in this interview is to notice how many times Emmanuel expresses his gratitude. And we did not prepare for this interview at all. We agreed just to let Spirit guide us, and he had no idea what questions I was going to ask. And you'll see his first reaction to just about everything that I, I put his, his way was thanks and gratitude. And even in the exercise, writing exercise that he gives us at the end, toward the end of the episode, it has to do with gratitude. And this was a huge reminder to me of the importance of gratitude, not only for counting your blessings in life, not only for my counting my blessings, but to acknowledge why I'm thankful for those things. It was really impactful for me. So please enjoy this interview with Emmanuel Dagger, episode number 45 of Journal Talk. <laughs> All right. And with me now is Emmanuel Dagger. Emmanuel, welcome to Journal Talk.
2: Hey, brother. Thank you so much for having me here today. It's such an honor to be here with you and your amazing audience. Thank you. Thank you.
1: Absolutely. Absolutely. It's great to speak with you in person. I've heard several of your lovely audio files. Very moving. You do a great thing with the, the music, the interaction. You have great... I want to say teachings, although you don't come across as uh, like a preacher, like a teacher. You come across as very gentle, very, you know, one thing I love is the way you ask people, can I connect with your energy? Mm-hmm. Uh, I, and when you begin when a conversation with somebody, uh, you, I should start with that. Can we connect energy, Emmanuel? <laughs> yes. Oh, yeah, yeah, of course. <laughs> May of we course. connect energy?
2: Yes, absolutely. And, you know, thank you for noticing that because for me, I've just noticed a lot of over the years reading a lot of self-help, reading a lot of self-improvement things and, and learning I feel like I'm being talked at, and I don't like that. I really feel like we're all in this together, and we're all a team. And I didn't really see a lot. I'm sure there are some amazing teachers out there who are doing that, uh, but I didn't really see it or find it myself, so I decided to sort of step into that for myself and then Hopefully make myself accessible to others in that way so that they if they have questions, if they need support, insights, that they know they have someone in their corner. So this is the first priority for me.
1: Yes, that's wonderful. That's great. And I think that's a, a beautiful way to reach people because we I think we all are in this together and we're looking to make connections with people who understand that. Super, super. Tell us a little bit about, you know, what you do, your background and the things that are important in in your world.
2: Well, first of all, I just want to say thank you again for this amazing uh, opportunity to connect with you and your audience. So Just like everyone listening, you know, we all have a story. We all come from somewhere. And, uh, you know, for me, it just happened to be that I'll give you a a fast forward version. You know, I grew up in the Middle East for my first 10 years of my life. And I I lived in the Lebanese Civil War. And there was a lot of hardship and, and all of that. But the one thing that I remember, really, really remember, is that there was this unwavering strength that came within and an unwavering love that i knew that would not falter and no matter how hard things seemed at the time that it would get better and this is something that my mom also has she has this quality you know she's been through a lot as well and mm. just having this optimistic quality not letting quote unquote life get you down mm. so you actually really use it for your benefit in a way where you overcome and then you can use your story to help others. So that really for me was where it all started. I can remember being maybe 5 or 6 years old and making a little pact with myself or we could say you know the universe whatever mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. saying if I'm able to get out of this situation, if my mom and I are able to safely get out of this, I will spend the rest of my life helping people and empowering people however I can. And I sort of, you know, never forgot that. It's always been in the back of my mind. And, you know, through life going forward and all of that, things happen. And, you know, we moved to the States and you go through your awkward teen years and all of that good stuff. But I came back to it around 18 or 19. I really made that commitment to myself that, you know what, I have a story that can potentially be quite interesting. Influential, or at least somehow inspirational to people, and hopefully show them that they can overcome whatever they're going through. Mm -hmm. And from that reference point, then I started to look at okay, what can I do? You know, I went to school, I studied spiritual psychology, I learned different healing modalities and alternative methods. Because for me, you know, as many who are probably listening, and I know you as well, Nathan, we're very, you know, maybe. Free spirits, you know, mm-hmm. very, uh, especially creative types who like to write and sing and dance and all of those things. So we have that part of ourselves, the right brain that is very open. And so for me, I wanted to find all of the avenues that can really hone that in and bring it and develop it forward in my consciousness so that I can make that and bridge it with the practical side, the more organized side, Mm -hmm. um, to be able to bring it to the masses. So that's where it all began for me. And uh, I'm just so honored, you know, to be here and doing what I do, which is, you know, I do a lot of uh, humanitarian work. I accidentally fell into becoming a writer, which is hilarious, (laughs) because I English is not even my first language, you know. Mm-hmm. And I remember, I think it was my ninth-grade teacher. She was just very, very supportive, and and it was actually AP English, which you're, wow. you know, for me, I don't, I don't even know how that happened. But she said, "It's not the writing stuff, the actual, you know, sentence structures and all of that." She said, "Okay, we can develop that, but you have." A unique voice that is very accessible and makes people comfortable yes so for me I wanted to really first of all that was an amazing inspiration for me to be like oh my gosh I I do really and that's where (laughs) it all started
1: (laughs) I see I see yeah so it started with the affirmation from a teacher that's wonderful. That's wonderful. Yeah. And its teachers are so important to help us remind us of what those gifts are and reflect back to us. That's a great story. Thank you for sharing that. And it's true. I find it very, very true. When, when I've listened to you talking with other people... You know, you you have such a sensitivity, such a caring, such a. And whatever you do when you ask permission to, you know, connect with their energy, you take a moment and you actually do it. I can tell that there's this silent pause where, and then whatever you're doing, what comes next really is a powerful connection. And I can tell through the conversation, the other person senses it. And all of that healing, you do so many things. You have the easy breezy miracle book and you help people with a prosperity mindset you help people overcome challenges in relationships and physical health and you do it really as a conversation with them and asking them questions and kind of leading by by sharing can you talk a little bit about what you're doing
2: yeah, well, you are so, I mean, I'm just so grateful how how observant you are, uh, because that's an amazing quality to have. And so for me, I always like to empower my clients and those who I work with, so that they can get it themselves. And when they actually get it themselves, it actually sinks in on a deeper level Mm -hmm. and they realize, oh my gosh, it just clicks. So what I do is, you know, through a series of questions or through a series of insights or whatever that comes through, like a dialogue between each other, Mm -hmm. it unfolds and they figure it out. So let's say they're experiencing something with financial abundance and they're not where they want to be. So what we would do is I would ask them a few questions, sort of do like a little dance with them to get to that core belief that's blocking them from creating financial abundance. Mm -hmm. And then we go right into it. And then we do a clearing with some of the modalities that I've studied and sort of put together myself.
1: It's beautifully executed. It's wonderful. And yeah, I can tell that you've obviously studied a a bunch And, and the words that you choose and the phrases that you come, they hit home. And, uh, I can relate to just about everybody who calls in and has some question. I can relate on some level. And, uh, it's, it's, it's great the way that you find the words to sort of unlock, unblock, you know, those, you know, those things that are, that are preventing us from experiencing full abundance and full happiness and full expression of ourselves. It's really great. Thank I, you. I'm curious and, and, Forgive this question if it comes out a little bit funny but I'm curious how how much do you edit your recordings because you you mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Do you know I what I actually, mean?
2: <laughs> yeah, for me, you know, I know editing has its place and it's important. Actually, it's it can be an art for a lot of people. But when it comes to the actual audio recordings for me, mm-hmm. I try not to edit at all. Maybe do like the intro in the sense of, you know, maybe the music coming into the actual speaking part. But once the speaking part goes, it's just, you know, I say it's the universe doing what it needs to. And I move out of my own way and let spirit just do it. So we see a lot of people doing that out there, but I think it's just being less in the mind and more in the heart. Mm -hmm. This to me, you know, I think everyone has their own balance there. But for me, you know, more heart, less mind really works and Mm -hmm. it makes it flow and unfold with ease and
1: grace. It's amazing. I do some editing. This conversation that we're having right now will be edited a little bit. I've gotten a little better uh, over the the year and a half that I've been doing this. I've gotten to where I let the flow happen, but... Your words and the way you choose—I mean—and it says this. You are—you really are channeling something. It's beautiful. So, uh, compliments Thank to you, you and and uh, and what's coming from your heart. And keep doing it because I think you really do touch uh, <laughs> a, a lot of people. Maybe we could move over into. Well, first of all, could you tell us a little bit about the Easy Breezy Miracle, your first book, and what that's growing into for your second book?
2: Yes. So thank you so much. And Easy Breezy Miracle came out again out of looking and searching for a very simple way to have different processes, different things that can actually teach somebody how to create more blessings in their lives. So Mm -hmm. for me, I wasn't really finding it. There were books that were very long, you know, some of them we all know, but they're just so, so long and I just can't, you know, for me, the more simple the more profound it is you know i find profound the most profound things for me are in the simplicity now there are those who do need a lot of the the fillers in there and that's great but for me and i know a lot of those that i work with and colleagues they really love and resonate with simplicity so i wanted to create a book that could sort of reflect that and it was an introduction to my energy my tone and how i like to present things so easy breezy miracle is sort of divided up into five different parts. And these are the five foundations to creating miracles. So the first foundation is self-love and acceptance, which is a really important part of that. Second one is releasing attachments. So, you know, a lot of times we hear about the law of attraction and Mm -hmm. visioning and Mm -hmm. we have to be so laser focused and everything. But sometimes that can actually be counterproductive. So really learning how to be visual be you know able to to see it but at the same time letting go so that's what we do there and then being present is the next foundation circulation I tap into that a little bit which kind of, gets even deeper in my next book coming out in 2015, the prosperity one. And then the final one is imagination. And then I actually opened the book up with explaining what miracles actually are because I know, you know, I actually was raised Catholic for a good amount of time mm-hmm. and I had the biggest fear of everything because you're pretty much taught to fear everything. Mm. Um, and so at least, you know, my experience of that. Mm-hmm. And, you know, miracles were these huge, grand, very out of reach type of experiences that just were not available to just everybody. Mm-hmm. So walking on once, water and <laughs> things like yes, that. Yes, <laughs> exactly. Like, you know, the fish and all of that, which is great. But, we all have that ability inside of us to experience and witness miracles so i wanted to simplify it and teach and understand have the reader understand how easy it is to experience miracles and understanding what it actually means what it does what it looks like so it's all in there and it's i'm just so honored that it's been really resonating with people all around the world so mm-hmm. so
1: grateful Wonderful, wonderful. And your new one coming up, Easy Breezy Prosperity. Oh
2: my gosh. Okay, so, you know, I want everyone to think about that. Think about money and spirituality. In in the world and how we've seen it all these years and maybe even thousands of years, they've always been almost separated, right? Or in battle. Like, oh, it's either this or that. They can't really go together. So I... Read a few books, you know, there's Think and Grow Rich, and there have been a lot of different ones, but I just felt like they were scratching the surface. I wanted to write something that was showing people how connected, how in unison spirituality and money can be. Mm. And I know this can be a big trigger for a lot of people, but once they understand that money is simply an extension, of spirituality it's it's some it's a you know everything is spiritual this conversation going for you know a nice walk on the beach meditating spending time with friends and laughing you know whatever it is it's all spiritual so how could we separate that thing that is the embodiment of giving and receiving, it's the law of circulation, how can we separate that from spirituality? So we really dive into that and heal a lot of those subconscious patterns that we may have acquired from our ancestors, parents, friends, etc., and you know moving beyond that so that we can have more prosperity more abundance in our life in all areas of our life you know finances relationships everything and that's what the next book is you know really going to talk about and and I'm really excited about it
1: mm-hmm. i am too it sounds fantastic and uh, i know what you mean about you know the everyday the everyday spirituality and how we tend to put spirituality on this on this shelf like it's up here and we can only Mm -hmm. come and visit that like you know sunday mornings (laughs) or (laughs) just a little bit of spirituality please when it's happening all day all the time all around us in everything we do Mm -hmm. from from eating to you know picking out our clothes in the morning to you know driving our kids to school Mm -hmm. all of it fantastic we're going to take a quick break And when we come back, I want to ask you, what role does journal writing play in your life personally? And we'll be right back.
0: Thanks for listening to Journal Talk. This episode is sponsored by EasyJournaling.com. Easy Journaling is the only website focused on digital journaling serving a growing audience looking for the best journal app online journaling tools and the best digital journaling practices check out www.easyjournaling.com and receive a free download of the three things you should know before starting a digital journal
1: and now back to more journal talk super well welcome back to journal talk i'm with emmanuel dagger And thank you for being with us, Emmanuel. Thank you for your time and opening your heart and and sharing with the Journal Talk listeners who you are and, and what you're about. And there's so much... So much connection that you share with so many people i 'm really, really proud to you know kind of combine this <laughs> these audiences because i 'm not sure necessarily it 's not that you are well known for journal writing technique or that you have you know a website dedicated to you know writing, but I suspect that write, journal writing and, and writing in general, and besides the the two books we talked about that there 's been some Place in your life where journal mm. writing has made a difference. And would you care to share about that?
2: Oh, yes. I mean, it, it it started when I was a kid. You know, my mom really urged me to write, especially during the the struggles that we went through in Lebanon. So I was able to really release and do a lot of self-healing, self-soothing with journaling. And eventually that expanded throughout my life in the sense of opening up to spirituality and opening up to different things in my life that wouldn't have been there through gratitude journaling, through blessings journaling, you know, just being mindful. Mm-hmm. It really taught me how to be mindful and aware of all the gifts that life has to offer, whether it's looking at the sunset you know, on a beautiful day, or if it's, uh, again, you know, smelling a flower or spending time with some friends at a cafe, giggling, laughing. So whatever it is, you know, it really puts it into perspective and it shows us that, Life is so miraculous now. It's not, we always hear about it. It's not about the destination, it's about the journey. And mm. so, journaling for me has really taught me how to recognize that it is about the journey.
1: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Wow, that's wonderful. So true. Yeah, I, I find that a theme for people who, who keep a journal too that the everyday moments and You know, just capturing the beauty and the essence of each day is part of what makes life. So, what helps nurture gratitude in our lives? Mm -hmm. That's wonderful. If you could share with the audience an affirmation or a blessing to uh, take to their journals today, Mm. uh, what would you share?
2: Well, first and foremost, I would say that I am so grateful for this present moment right here and right now, because out of seven plus billion people in the world, we have all decided on some level, whether we were conscious of it or not, to be here. It's like a divine appointment and to receive maybe an insight or, an, you know, just spend time together to feel more expanded, to feel more inspired. So out of all of that, I am so grateful to know that this is point in time right here and right now is happening. And I always like to add the why I am grateful. So I am so grateful for this because, again, it's not only inspiring maybe to those listening, but it's inspiring to me because things come through that maybe I wasn't even aware of because mm. I'm so, you know, in the heart and not in the mind, you know, so some of the things that I've already told you, I'm like, oh, I can't believe I told him that. That's so pr- personal. <laughs> it's so private. But, you know, I'm so grateful that I did. And I just know that someone is going to hear it and be like, oh, you know, he's been through this. I can overcome what I'm going through mm-hmm. and I can mm-hmm. do it. I can Experience more of the reality that I want. So, yeah, that's sort of what I'm uh, grateful for.
1: Super, super, yes, I agree. This has been, and just for the listening audience to know, we've tried making this appointment several different times, and <laughs> so it's, it's it, <laughs> is, it is a blessing that our schedules have been able to connect. And so it's a yes. du- it's a double blessing for that because it it really did take something for us, and yeah, that's great. I'm curious to go back a topic because you mentioned about the civil war in Lebanon and that I just connected that with the writings, like that's when you really started writing. Do you still have those journals? Do you ever go back and read about those times?
2: I do. And it's so interesting to see. And even, you know, from that time to the escape, you know, and coming Mm -hmm. to the United States and then growing up as a teenager and all that. I still have all of that. And it's so interesting. Like, who is that? You know, who was that? It's Mm -hmm. not even, you know, who maybe I am now, although there's still some similarities. It's the vulnerability. It's the sensitivity is still there. But I just want to hug him because, oh, my gosh, it's like this little kid is pouring out his heart. And, you know, if if I could tell him now what I know now and I can go back and be like, look, it's not going to be. It's not going to be that hard. You will overcome this. It'll get better. You know, just love yourself, have self-confidence, everything is going to be okay. But it is, it's very interesting to read that because it puts everything into perspective. And the cool thing is, you know, one day my mom and I, we were thinking about writing either a co-autobiography or our own autobiography. Mm -hmm. And now I'll have those stories
1: in there to
2: actually refer to.
1: Yes, yeah. It makes it so much richer and so much more meaningful when you get the actual words and expressions of the yeah. heart. Yeah, yeah. Fantastic. Yeah. And even if even if it never becomes an autobiography, you know, to preserve those in some way, I would think, you know, digitizing them or, or, or somehow preserving them so that they can be Referenced later by you know future family members or uh, you know uh, people in generations to come. I think that those sentiments that you captured, that vulnerability you mentioned, it's just so precious, and it reminds us all that our journey is so precious and and tender and adventurous and scary. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so fantastic.
2: And it shows us how far we've grown and how much we've grown and how far we've come. Really, it it does give great perspective.
1: Mhm. Mhm. Yeah. Emmanuel, how can we reach you? What what would you if people had more questions or they wanted to, you know, contact you, what was, what would be the best way?
2: So, first of all, I want to say thank you. I think it seems like we're ending here, but I want to say thank you so much for again this amazing uh, collaboration. They, your audience can find me at emmanueldagger.com. That's e m a n u e l d as in David, A-G-H-E-R.com. And all of my information is there. And of course, my email is there if they want to email me with any questions. You can also find me on Facebook. I'm very active there. That, uh, so it's facebook backslash emmanuel dagger one and you know i always post every single day some kind of inside idea hopefully something that someone will take away and feel really good about and apply mm-hmm. in their life so that's daily every single day that's part of my spiritual practice mm-hmm. in the morning and at night i do that
1: you hear that facebook you're a spiritual practice Isn't
2: that interesting? It's so funny because I have to, you know, a lot of my clients and colleagues who want to have some kind of social media presence, they see it as a chore. They see it as a job. And I say, no, you know, look at it from the perspective that it's an extension of you Mm. and you can be able to, you know, share some kind of inspiration or being of service or kindness or something Mm -hmm. out in the world that can reflect who you are mm-hmm. and then people will come to you and find your business or whatever it is you know mm-hmm,
1: mm-hmm. yeah very true well and there's in addition to those folks you mentioned there's also i think a growing population people who are developing a certain cynicism about you know facebook taking over and you know there's just i've heard comments about about that so <laughs> uh, to recognize it as a platform for sharing and spirituality and that it is a a spiritual practice just to contribute, you know, just to share. It's it's, it's a good reminder. Anything else that you would like to share? I happen to know there's a free gift available on your website too about self-sabotage. Tell us about that.
2: Yes, so I put together about a one-hour meditation and clearing process to help anyone. It can be in any area of your life. You know, a lot of us tend to hold ourselves back whether it's in relationships or business or writing or whatever. So this audio will help you clear those blocks and move past some of those patterns that have been holding you back so that you can really move forward. And uh, I wanted to make it available for free so that they can just jumpstart on that right
1: now. Mm -hmm. That's great, Emmanuel. Thank you so much.
2: You're so welcome.
1: Yeah, yeah. And I will definitely be connecting with you on Facebook and I'll reach out to you uh, in the near future. We'll catch up soon. Awesome. All right. (laughs) Take care. See you.
0: This episode of Journal Talk is copyright and brought to you by Right for Life. A web resource for living with passion, clarity, and purpose through journal writing. Find us online at www.writeforlife.us. Spelled W R I T E, the number 4, L I F E.us. Thanks again for listening to Journal Talk.